Hi, this is Pam. Hey, Pam. This is Dan Gorenstein calling. Hey, Dan. How are you doing right now, Pam? I'm panicking. Yeah, I can only... I'm just doing some prices right now. We're trying to return some stuff um, and seeing how many how much longer we have to sell today or tomorrow. You know, it might just be today and tomorrow, and that might be it. I don't know. It's Wednesday, March 18th. I'm Dan Gorenstein with our latest coronavirus conversation, stories of people making difficult decisions in the midst of this pandemic. From the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, this is Tradeoffs. Yesterday, I called Pam Gouldner. She's the co-owner of Mandible Cafe, an independent cafe housed in the lobby of one of the libraries at Cornell University. Can you just describe describe what it looks like? Describe the vibe. Um, so the space is you, you walk in the front door of the library and there's a, a big lobby space with lots of tables around. And to the right is our cafe. And um, it's a colorful place. We have birdie egg blue walls and lots of artwork hanging on the walls. And, and tell me, how many people do you employ at Mandible? We have 40 employees. About six of them are students. About 10 are part-time and about 24 are full-time. So as coronavirus has hit, the campus is closed. How is this impacting Mandible Cafe? Friday, we learned that they would be canceling classes um, starting Monday. We knew there weren't going to be many students on campus, but we figured we would still be open to serve faculty and staff and people working in the labs. You know, we, we scaled back the schedule, and then we heard that the library was going to close. So we realized that we couldn't have enough business to open. So I made the decision to lay everybody off um, so that they could start the process of applying for unemployment or looking for another job as soon as possible. So over the weekend, on Sunday, you decided to lay people off. Yeah, yeah, because I knew it was coming um, because students don't come back until late January. So we had just had really one full month and a half of, of, of sales. So we're just coming off like using up all our reserves and we hadn't built them back up again. So we don't have any anything. You don't have any money to pay people. We don't have any money to pay people and we don't have any money to pay the bills that we have sitting in my drawer right now. You know, I don't have money to pay for the food and the coffee and the you know, the items that people have sold us on terms. So, so Pam, you're telling me right now you are sitting on food, coffee, other bills that you have, and you have no way to sell these things. You don't have cash to pay for them. Right. Yep. Yep. I have, I have very little way to sell it, and I don't have any money to pay for it if I don't sell it. And so what are you trying to do? So the first step is to try to return anything that we can. So far, our coffee suppliers said they cannot take the coffee back because we didn't want them to ship everything in sealed bags because they, you know, their their roasting facility is like a couple miles from here. So 
we had requested that they put it in buckets with lids so we don't have any trash from all those foil bags. But now they can't take it back because it's not in a foil bag. And so we have probably $1,500 worth of coffee right now that we can't sell. Whatever we can't sell, we're going to just have to donate and take a big loss on and hope that, you know, the federal government comes through with some kind of a relief package for us and for our, for everybody else in our supply chain, because it's not just going to be us going under, we're going to be taken under other people in our supply chain. If you can't sell this food and you have these debts and you're waiting for a bailout, what are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I don't, I don't know what I mean. What, what, that's kind of a dumb question because I don't know. I'm right in the middle of it and it's, I'm working through it. Every day is changing and I don't know what I'm going to do. So somebody's got to give me an option basically. I don't have any options. Unless somebody gives me an option, I don't have any. So I don't know what, you know, I have to wait and see what happens and how it shakes out. This is not something you plan for. And this is not something that we have a path for at this moment. Nobody has a path for it. So there's the challenge of trying to pay Mandible Cafe's bills. What about you? I'm going to be claiming unemployment and and relying on my parents. I'm very sorry, Pam. I'm very sorry. Thank you. I just have about two more minutes, so... It's fine. Are there any other points that you want to make? I, um, I mean, you know, I think, you know, we're all in the same boat, or there's a lot of us in the same boat. There's a lot of people that have jobs that are going to continue and they're going to continue to get paid. And that's great. There's a lot of people who aren't. And there's a lot of people that just don't have money to pay their bills and they won't in the next couple of months. So there's there's going to be credit that needs to be made available and then lots of forgivenesses of payments. Pam, what's giving you hope or solace right now? Well, the fact that I have my family. Um, and I, if I didn't have my family and my community to rely on right now, you know, it would be a heck of a lot harder. Pam, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Yep. You're welcome. On Tuesday, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin was on Capitol Hill pushing for an economic stimulus package that could reach $1 trillion. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. And what we've heard from hardworking Americans, many companies have now shut down, whether it's bars or restaurants. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now in the next two weeks. Multiple press reports say Mnuchin told senators about $250 billion would go to sending those checks. I'm Dan Gornstein. This is Tradeoffs. The Tradeoffs team is producers Ryan Levy and Vicki Stern, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this week from Miscellaneous. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. 
Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoff staff, advisors, or funders. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.